Open all his boxes, a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away? What's said, hand off his box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. This is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture. And waiter, there's culture in my food. It's a drizzly, rainy day, and it seems like a good day to listen to some good old blues. It just feels like that to me. So I'm going to start out with a little bit of that. This is Hunter and Jenkins, who, according to the liner notes, are also known as Coots Grant and Sox Wilson. This was recorded in January of 1933, and it's Meat Cutting Blues. I wonder what it could be about. You're a good butcher, and I like your meat. I know your cutting can't be beat. I like it like that. Yes, I like it like that. It's so good, that's why I like it like that. I did some cutting for Sister Flo. Oh, yeah. Now she hang around my market for me to cut some more. Oh, she likes it like that. Yeah, she likes it like that. It's so good, that's why she likes it like that. You're cutting cause you always smile You cut a little bit and you talk a while You know I like it like that Yes, yes I like it like that Oh, it's so good That's why I like it like that My cutting out it's from 8 to 2 Yeah But I'll cut a little longer, honey If you want me to I like, I like it like that Yes, I like it like that It's so good That's why I like it like that Now I don't care how much your meat cost If I pay double I ain't nothing lost Cause I like it like that Yes, I like it like that It's so good That's why I like it like that Now when I start to cut I'm a cutting clown You telling me? Oh, my lady cut and say I really bring them down Oh, they like it like that. Yeah, they like it like that. It's so good. That's why they like it like that. I don't have to go to no other butcher and plead. You got all the meat I need. I like it like that. Oh, baby, I like it like that. It's so good, that's why I like it like that. So do I. That was 
from a collection called Raunchy Business, Hot Nuts and Lollipops. Very, very innocent album full of delightful songs for the whole family. That was Meat Cut and Blues by Hunter and Jenkins, recorded in 1933. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture and sometimes food stretched really, really thin to make a connection to other things because it's fun to do. For instance, is a hag seed actually a seed that could create some food? I don't know, but the great Margaret Atwood, the legendary author, her latest book is Hag Seed, her new novel based on Shakespeare's The Tempest. She's going to be at Literati Bookstore in Ann Arbor tomorrow at 7 p.m. It's a lovely small bookstore, and I don't know if it's already sold out, but you could find out. Check out Literati. Oh, sorry. It's at Rackham Auditorium. Literati Bookstore presents Margaret Atwood at Rackham Auditorium. That makes a whole lot more sense to me, but she's going to be reading from and signing copies of Hag Seed tomorrow night at 7 at Rackham Auditorium. Other food-ish events going on in the area, there are a number of them. One of them is not necessarily for people, but people can watch as animals eat the food. This one particularly is called Smashing Pumpkins 2 at the Detroit Zoo. This is not a tribute band, but in fact, an opportunity to watch animals eating special foods given to them for the Halloween season. There's a full schedule and a press release that I want you to know about. At the Detroit Zoo this Saturday from 10.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., the animals will receive pumpkins filled with tasty treats to eat with, play with, roll around in, tear apart, and smash. There really should be more restaurants for people to do those things, but in the meantime, starting at 10.30 a.m., the otters will be be given treat-filled pumpkins. At 11 a.m., the great apes will get their pumpkins. At 11.30, polar bears will be fed. At noon, the bison will be given pumpkins and corn stalks. Uh, At 12.30 p.m., the grizzly bears will get to play with Halloween piñatas and corn stalks. At 1, the giraffes are going to get treat-filled pumpkins and corn stalks. At 1.30, the vultures will be fed. The vultures will be fed at 1.30 in the afternoon. Okay, and they're going to be getting treat-filled pumpkins and corn stalks. And the lemurs at 2 will get Halloween piñatas and pumpkins. And at 2.30 p.m., the anteaters will be getting treat-filled pumpkins, perhaps filled with ants. This is all going to be at the Detroit Zoo this Saturday from 10.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. The Detroit Zoo and information is at the as at DetroitZoo.org. So it looks delicious, I think, for the animals and Halloween piñatas for the lemurs and for... I wish the bison got piñatas. That would be fun to watch them stomp on them. But the grizzly bears will be having a very good time with that. Some more food coming our way. I wonder if we'll get any honey himena. I wonder if we'll get any people speaking in sentences. I wonder if they'll get any honey drizzled on that food. Drizzle, hell, little time for this one to go home. But in the meantime, here is Honey Bop. Here is Wanda Jackson. I think she'll be back later in the show. Here she is now. Just like this. Now the cats are in a trance, all they wanna do is bop. Oh, 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 o
to rock and it's rockin' to your blues. If you think you blow your top, well, put on your rockin' shoes and bop. When the night is up and gone, but you still wanna go, though you see the light of dawn, baby, tell the band of love and bop, a funny bop, a wicked bop, a funny bop, a wicked bop, a funny bop, a wicked stop, a funny bop. Well, the boss is for a square and the rumba is too old, baby, we're just rock and let it satisfy us. So, 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 bop, a funny bop, a wicked bop, a funny bop. Oh, 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 ba-ba, a honey ba-ba, a different style, a honey ba-ba. Well, now you've heard the dance, they call the bunny hop, but the cats are in a trance, all they want to do is ba Okay then, she started saying they had a dance called the bunny hop and then turned it into the honey bop. So it makes sense to me, and earlier I was trying to say drizzle honey, it came out hizzled runny or something like that. So, you know... Rhonda Jackson got a lot of things started, and she actually got me in advance reading things backwards and witching the sledders around and things like that. Something. Um, this is from the Associated Press. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, by the way, on WCBN FM Ann Arbor, also at WCBN.org. Guinness Book of World Records says a roughly half-mile-long ice cream sundae that was gobbled up in Michigan this June was the longest ever. The Ludington Daily News reports that the sundae, measuring a little over 2,970 feet in length, and fed thousands of people lining eight blocks in the Lake Michigan town. House of Flavors organized the ice cream event in Ludington, 100 miles northwest of Grand Rapids. According to Guinness, the previous longest ice cream dessert was created in 2015. You probably know all about this. In Manurewa, New Zealand, as you remember that one, and that was 1,957 feet and one inch. Luddington's record may be short-lived, however. MLive.com reports Mooville Creamery and others in Nashville, Michigan, the country music capital of Michigan, don't you know, Nashville, Michigan, tried to break the record September 17th, making a dessert that spanned 3,656 feet. And laid end-to-end, all of those record-setting ice cream sundaes would be enough to um, feed a lot of people over a lot. Would it make it all the way from Port Huron to uh, Lake Huron? I don't know. That's actually not very long. But now you know. Great news coming out of Michigan. Meanwhile, in Kentucky, heading south, uh, striking Jim Beam workers are set to vote on a new contract offer aimed at ending a nearly week-long strike at two Kentucky distilleries. United Food and Commercial Workers Union official Tommy Ballard says the vote is scheduled for tomorrow. 
He says union leaders will present the new proposal to union members today. About 250 workers walked off jobs last Saturday at Beam Distilleries in Clermont and Boston, Kentucky, after voting down a contract offer. Their main complaint was not money but time. The union wants more full-time workers hired rather than temporary employees. The Ballard says the company is promising to hire more full-time workers in an effort to reduce overtime that has some workers putting in 60 to 80 hours a week and very possibly hitting the whiskey to make them feel a lot better for working really incredibly long hours. That part is not in the Associated Press story, but I thought I would make a commentary. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. This is another song in the butcher shop. Goes like this. Makes my nose. He grinds my 
that there was Bernice Edwards doing the Butcher Shop Blues. That's also from the collection Raunchy Business, Hot Nuts and Lollipops. And again, as I said before, fun for the whole family. And that one was recorded. It was recorded. It was recorded, and I'm so glad that it was. It was recorded in 1935 in Fort Worth, Texas. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's about a quarter to seven. Arwolf and Face the Music coming up quite shortly. In the meantime, this is a wonderful event I want you to know about. This, this looks quite wonderful. At the Detroit Institute of Arts, well, Day of the Dead is coming up, Dia de, de Muertos. And the DIA often has an event relating to that. And this is no exception. Starting tomorrow and going through Sunday, November 6th, Ofrendas celebrating El Dia de Muertos in celebration of the occasion. The Detroit Institute of Arts, in partnership with Detroit's Mexican Consulate, invite you to explore a community exhibition of ofrenda. Ofrendas consist of a collection of objects meaningful to somebody who has died and placed on altars as a welcome to those being remembered or honored. They're traditionally decorated with ornate sugar skulls, flowers, favorite foods, mementos, and pictures of the deceased. Ofrenda altars will be on view during regular museum hours and are included with general museum admission. New this year, the DIA is asking the public to submit photos of lost loved ones on Instagram for consideration of inclusion in an exhibition slideshow to participate information available at DIA.org. I can actually, yeah, it's hashtag DIA Ofrendas2016. That's, that's the hashtag there. And in addition, visitors can create retablos or devotional paintings and paper flowers to leave in the exhibition's community ofrenda during drop-in workshops offered on Saturdays and Sundays from noon to four throughout October. So this is all starting tomorrow and going through Sunday, November 6th, the the DIA, in in anticipation of Dia de Muertos. And we're definitely going to have some Dia de Muertos music for you in the next week as it's just coming right up really quickly. Now some hot dog news. You probably were just hot for that. And here it comes from the BBC. Hot dogs must be renamed in Malaysia, says a religious government body. The Malaysian Islamic Development Department says it adopted the ruling after complaints from Muslim tourists. The director says the name might cause some confusion. In Islam, dogs are considered unclean and the name cannot be related to halal certification. Malaysian halal food guidelines say halal food and halal artificial flavors shall not be named or synonymously named after non-halal products such as ham, bak kut teh, bacon, beer, rum, and others that might create confusion. Muslim-majority Malaysia practices a moderate form of Islam, but conservative attitudes are on the rise. On Monday, popular pretzel store franchise Auntie Annie's that is probably Auntie Annie's, was refused halal certification unless it renamed its pretzel dog. The head of the religious organization said it was more appropriate to call it pretzel sausage. However, Malaysian tourism and culture minister Nazri Aziz slammed the ruling, calling it stupid and backward. Hot dog is hot dog la, he says. Even in Malay, it's called hot dog. It's been around for so many years. I'm a Muslim, and I'm not offended. It comes from the English language. Please do not make us seem stupid and backward. So, a little bit of argument there. 
and that from the BBC on hot dogs required to be renamed something else by a religious organization in the country. Meanwhile, there's a story in The Atlantic about the Chicago hot dog king and a mysterious gold tooth. It says here a mysterious, that is to say a World War II history buff, says he may have found something that belonged to a famous Japanese naval commander. Dick Portillo, who sold his successful chain of diners for a reported $1 billion two years ago, says there was a tooth he recovered on an island in Papua New Guinea last year. It may have belonged to Isoroku Yamamoto, the command that is Yamamoto, sorry, the commander who led the Japanese Navy beginning in 1939. If the, if the tooth is confirmed to be Yamamoto's, sorry, Yamamoto's, I apologize, then Portillo wants to give it to the Japanese government, according to a Chicago Tribune story Monday about the find. I don't want to make any money, Portillo told the Tribune. I don't care if I keep the tooth, you know what I mean? The value to me is the fun, the experience of doing that, the fact that I had a lot to do with it, and history. This is the Chicago hot dog king we're talking about with a tooth, a gold tooth. And you know what? I think uh, Wanda Jackson wants to come up to the plate and say a little something about that. Something's got her boyfriend mad, and I think it might be something to do with hot dogs. I've got a guy. I like him fine, but he takes me for granted all of the time to teach him a lesson make him mad i went out on a date with the best friend he had that made him mad boy hot dog that made him mad and he hugged me and he kissed me and he asked me not to do it again oh late last night when i came in he demanded to know just where i'd been but really put him right in his place instead of an answer i laughed in his face that made him mad boy hot dog that made him mad so he hugged me and he kissed me and he asked me not to do it again
Thank you, Wanda. That's Wanda Jackson coming back on the stage there. Hot dog, that made him mad. Arwolf has entered the room and is has a piece of paper in his hand, and he's got some records. He's got a case. He's got all. He's he's got. Uh, a, I think he's got a plan. At seven o'clock, it's going to be a plan. A man. No Panama. But wait, what's that? What's that? Um, this is the tenth program coordinated by the name Joe. This is Joe Show number ten coming up. Joe Show. Whoa. So that it's coming up in just over five minutes. That do not miss that. Whether it's on WCBN FM or WCBN.org, do not miss. One more hot dog story for you. We're going back to Kentucky where we talked about the Jim Beam story. This is from the Courier Journal in Kentucky. While top chefs in Kentucky are starting to plate up Asian carp for gourmet dinners, Asian carp hot dogs might be one of the first products to land the invasive fish inside supermarket carts. Normally, you don't want an invasion fish, invasive fish jumping into your supermarket cart, but in the form of a hot dog, maybe it'll be safer. From the test kitchens of Two Rivers Fisheries in Paducah, Chef Sean Ward grilled up original teriyaki and jalapeno and cheese flavor fish hot dogs at his upscale Ward 426 Beach Bistro on Baxter Avenue. It tastes like a grilled hot dog, Ward said, amid a mouthful of teriyaki carp dog slathered in slaw and shoestring French potatoes. How did I get that sentence out of my mouth? I don't know. It's not as strong. It's good. Since establishing her Paducah processing plant three years ago, Two Rivers Fisheries owner Angie Yu has grown the operation to 1.2 million pounds of Asian carp processed so far this year. That's up from 1 million pounds last year of 50-pound fish headed, gutted, and shipped whole to markets in Eastern Europe and China. While Two Rivers' volume is high, Yu's profits remain low on her shipments of frozen fish overseas. So she's been shipping frozen hot dogs to chefs and publications like the Courier-Journal to test market appeal, says the Courier-Journal. Hmm, I'm getting a circular uh, logic here. Uh, next, you plans to cook up carp-filled pot stickers. So look out for that if you're in Paducah. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Again, Arwolf, face the music, coming up in just a moment. Keep listening to WCBN and do not stop doing that, okay? Go to WCBN.org. And, oh, yes, before I go, I want to tell you very quickly about the WCBN concert coming up this weekend. It is, in fact, coming up on my screen in mere moments, and it will be in your ears in a moment, too. Using the technology of computers, I will now proceed to tell you what it is. WCBN presents clear plastic masks from Nashville, not Nashville, Michigan, where we approached earlier, but Nashville, Tennessee. They're going to be performing at Angel Hall Auditorium B for free at 9.45 p.m. Saturday, this very Saturday, brought to you by WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Thank you for listening and keep on doing that. We're going to get some fish on the hook here. If you'll make it quick, uh, Frank Allison and the Oz Sox, we've got a new show coming up, but uh, go for it. Well, I called in sick today. I took off tomorrow and the next day. Let's go, I got on my baseball hat. 
while cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face -face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line. There are a million places you'd never consider texting. So parents. why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, asking you to please stop the text, and together we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org. You know, it's amazing, Mike. I, I work so hard, like so many of us, work very hard all week. And then I uh, I get to come down here on Thursday night, right after uh, Mike and the Pandora's Lunchbox. And this is an example of an evening where it just warmed my heart to come in here and, and hear about, the, what did you have, the, the hot dogs made out of? Uh, Asian carp. Asian carp, yeah. that's I needed to hear this. Made in Paducah. Yeah. You know, there's an old uh, big band song called Paducah. Do you know that? Yeah, this is just waiting to happen. We could do a whole half hour about uh, Paducah and uh, hot dogs that bite back. Hmm. 7 o'clock, WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor. Welcome to Face the Music. This is, uh, as mentioned a few minutes ago, Joe Show number 10. That's uh, an entire... Hour of music coordinated by the name Joe. Now, um, I should mention that you know I've been doing this show for more than thirty-five years on Thursday nights. Isn't this scary? Yeah, a long time, and much of that has been consumed by, um, shall we say, thematic radio experimentation. And thematic radio is uh, is something that I I came into CBN in the late seventies with that kind of a, a mindset already spinning, apparently. I once did an entire hour program, and the theme of the show was personal hygiene and tap dancing. So you see, it's uh, you can really do anything uh, this time around, especially at WCBN-FM. So uh, it's uh, you may have noticed, if you listen to this show even sporadically, that I tend to take something and use it as sort of a cipher to uh, uh, sort of sift down through the core sample of uh, a cultural detritus uh, from the, usually from the first half of the 20th century. And then things sort of fall into some kind of a, a beautiful example of chaos theory, uh, made tangible and uh, possibly even digestible. So this is all coordinated. Uh, th these are almost entirely recordings made by people uh, with the name Joe. There's a Joe involved uh, pretty much everywhere here. I think I only have one Joe tune, right? Uh, 